Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. A recession is exactly what we need right now, and it's good for housing. So what am I talking about? The two and 10 year treasury yield had a small 0.05 spread as March ended. This is on the verge of inverting, which is a high validity recession indicator. Five of the last six recessions were all preceded by an inversion. However, today we also have incredibly strong labor market. The unemployment number just came out at 3.6%, which is a post-pandemic low. In fact, unemployment has only been lower than 3.6% three times since 1950. Non-farm payroll saw a robust 431,000 jobs added, which is alongside 11.3 million job openings. The labor force participation rate also did well as it inched back up to 62.4%. That's a post-pandemic high. Incomes saw lift, rising 0.4% month over month and 5.6% year over year. Denver even beat that, coming in at 5.81% increase. With a strong labor market, there are those who are arguing, is the two to 10 year treasury yield a worthwhile indicator? I think it is, especially when you couple that with the unemployment indicator. I mean, every time there has been a recession, the unemployment rate comes off the bottom and starts to tick up. When the economy contracts, businesses look to lower spending to adjust for lower revenues, which leads to layoffs and rising unemployment. I mean, think about our current market. We've had record high quits with 4.4 million workers leaving their position in February alone, looking for those higher paying jobs, higher paying jobs that our employers are paying. And that labor accounts for as much as 70% of total business cost. I mean, I get it. Those employees are looking to offset rising inflation. The Fed's favorite PCE, the Personal Consumption Index, was just released for February at a 40-year record high of 6.4%. February's CPI, the Consumer Price Index, or the index which measures what you and I feel, was even higher at 7.9%. The cost of everything Americans buy is high. Employment is available for all those who want it. These are the only two mandates Fed Chair Jerome Powell and his board have. I mean, their focus has to turn towards managing inflation. It has gone well past transitory. They have come out announcing seven more increases, of which they've said one might be 50 bips versus the others at 25 bips. They have a goal of reaching the Fed rate of 2% by the end of 2022, 3% by the end of 2023. The most recent PCE release, though, has the market believing we're going to see a 50 bip increase during both the next two meetings, as Powell has to speed up the Fed's action. So we've got inflation is high, Fed rate is rising, unemployment is low, job openings are abundant, and supply chains continue to be exacerbated, first by a pandemic, then a war. What does this mean for housing? Home prices, much like other consumer goods and services, continue to be pressured by supply chain constraints. CoreLogic last reported a 21% annual rise in Denver home prices with a cumulative gain 
up 30.5% since the start of the pandemic. DMARS March data reflected a median closed price growth of 20.55% and an average closed price growth of 19.88%. Days in the MLS continue to just be a blip of four days with an average close to list of 106.46%. The price of everything clearly includes housing and homeowners and sellers are on the winning side. Active listings jumped by almost 1,000 units as buyers saw interest rates move from 3.9% on March 1st to 4.78% on March 31st. There was a similar increase, if you remember, in inventory in 2018 when rates pushed above 5%. 1,827 new listings came on the market during March. That's a 44% month-over-month increase. But more than half of those new listings were scooped up as pendings increased by 1,039 and closed homes increased by 941. While more inventory might give buyers a little more breathing room, they are not giving up. With more inventory, we have more sales. This additional inventory is partially due to seasonality. I mean, some of it is investors taking their winnings off the table and others are looking at this intense demand and talks of a bubble and wanting to play the timing game. I think as prices rise, high prices are a bit of a cure for high prices. The appreciation, much like inflation, will slow down. But talks of a bubble assume high prices themselves are the tipping point, and they aren't. Home ownership equity of 69.2%, a vacancy rate of 1.6% and a high birth rate 30 to 33 years ago all starve off the bubble talks. 75,000 annual equity gain for an average Coloradoan in addition to a 0.01% Colorado foreclosure rate and a 1.9% 30-day rate tells me that struggling homeowners don't have to sell at a discount, just at market. But these prices and rates impact all buyers, especially first-time home buyers. Mortgage purchase applications are down 10% from last year, when a median home price in Denver Metro cost 20% less. And a buyer could lock in an interest rate of 3.37%. That's 1.4% lower than what it is today. That principal and interest difference is $757 a month. And while wages are going up, they are not enough to offset the rising cost of everything. So what's the answer, right? The answer is buy and buy now. I know it's not easy and it's frustrating, but home prices will continue to go up. Hopefully appreciation will slow as more inventory comes online and rates continue to rise. But lock in today's home price at today's interest rate because a recession is probably coming. <laughs> and I throw in probably because all economic indicators are telling us that it is, but forecasters have only been able to recognize that we are in a recession once we're actually in one. A recession does not equal a housing bubble. In fact, during all of the recessions, except for 2008, housing increased in value as interest rates decline with a slowing economy.
So buy and buy now and then refinance when we hit a recession and build equity between now and then because the alternative is paying 15.5% more in rent. Well, that's a wrap for this month's Market Trends Update. Until next time, it's my pleasure to keep you updated. Nicole Ruth, the Ruth Team of Fairway Mortgage. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com dot com and subscribe.